10.02, Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Steak Shapiro on the Steakhouse. Flying solo. Sandy's back Thursday. The great Rusty Manziel tomorrow. And uh, Sandy and I also on Friday. Mike Conti, the uh, program manager, the voice of the Hawks, voice of Atlanta United. Um, and uh, nice enough to join us to start the 10 o'clock hour. How are you doing, I'm sir? good. Good to see you. It's good to see you. I feel like we don't get to do this enough. No. I was going to ask you, um, because you and I spend most of our time. I mean, the sports thing gets in the way. It's a, it's a shame. <laughs> and then the business thing. Mostly we want to talk about food. Right. Is a hot dog a sandwich, though, or not? In my opinion, any uh, meat that is surrounded by bread on either side is a sandwich. So, so yeah, I, I would defer to a hot dog being a sandwich. All right. Because earlier that came up in the morning show, as well as uh, Mike Johnson doing such a great job with his top five at five, top five. Fast food sandwiches. Yeah. Tiffany tried to say a hamburger is not a sandwich, but you would disagree. No, it absolutely is a sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Well, is there any? Now, now, what what would you say would be your number one fast food sandwich? Uh, I'm a huge fan of Wendy's. Always have been. Me too. The double cheese, ketchup, onion, mayo, lettuce is my go-to sandwich. The Dave's Single. Yeah. Is the best ratio oh. of meat to toppings to bread. Yeah. This, I think in the fast food world. There's something it, about a square burger yeah. they deliver that kind of warms my heart, right? I, I'm with you. Yeah. George Foreman won a heavyweight <laughs> title at age forty five eating Wendy's cheeseburgers. I'm not joking. <laughs> because I'm I'm seriously not joking. Because his uh trainer convinced him that it had the perfect ratio of carbs to protein. Okay. I'm not I'm seriously <laughs> not joking. And he beat um Oh, Michael Moore. Uh, who? Yeah, the tomato can. <laughs> yeah, that I know he, Michael uh, Moore. Uh, beat yeah. in 1994. So are you trying to it, say it's a program you and I should consider? I, I mean, <laughs> I'm on it pretty much. It's not getting me a ton of results right now, but I love the Dave single. <laughs> the Dave single is a classic. Yeah. Uh, all right. So it, it may sound rudimentary. You and I actually do talk a lot of sports, and we're probably the two biggest basketball fans on the radio station, certainly NBA and college. And I ask you in most simplistic terms, what is wrong with the Atlanta Hawks? How did this thing go to a point, if you look at this six-game stretch coming up when they got Lakers and Warriors and Sixers and Celtics and uh, um, just one after another, Phoenix, where it really could go off the rails potentially. Mm-hmm. What happened? What's going on? Not deep enough. That's what I keep coming back to. When they made their run, in uh, June and July of 2021, this was a team that was bringing Bogey Bogdanovich and Danilo Gallinari and, and Kevin Herter, Kevin Herter and Lou Williams off the bench. Uh, look at what they have done from a personnel standpoint since that run. Uh, Herter's gone. John Collins is gone. You drafted Jalen Johnson to take his place. You're actually developing Jalen Johnson, so you can't necessarily say it's all player development. You can point to some guys that they've developed. You can also point to some players that maybe aren't developing as as quickly as you would hope, like an Inyaka Kongu or an A.J. Griffin who doesn't play at all. Um, yeah, well, 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 keep going, and then I want to ask about so some I, of those guys. I, just, I don't think they've done anything in the last couple years, Stake, to make themselves better from a depth standpoint. And then, look, you know, they had a tweet yesterday, and I, I, I love this stat. They had four players – Sunday night against Toronto with double-doubles. And I, I think they said it was the fifth time this year that the Hawks have had four players with double-doubles in the same game. No other team in the NBA has had that. Well, that's awesome, except 
your bench only had 10 points. Right. <laughs> In a game where you scored, what, like 120 or something like that. So you're kind of putting a spotlight on the fact that but, but, you have good frontline players, yeah, but they but, don't necessarily mesh well. Like it, it's You, a you can of, be soft on your bench if you're the Boston Celtics and you have five all-stars. Correct. Because they're unbelievably soft. Correct. Also. Correct. But, but, again, their five are elite. Correct. Our five are ordinary. Our bench is awful. So you combine, and I hate to say ordinary, but I mean, listen, I don't know why we give up a buck 40 and we're not even phased or a buck 30 or whatever it is. Because defensively, it's really not about protecting the paint in the modern day NBA. It's about shooting the three. Right. Are we that much worse protecting the three or guarding the three? Like, why are we defensively so much worse than we thought or than we need to be? Well, I, I'm trying yeah, to figure that out as well. It's a good question. I mean, and Trey is the lightning rod, I think, to a lot of the defensive. But we don't chatter. hear it as much this no, year. No, honestly, because he's out there playing defense. Right. I mean, if you look he's at working. his steal numbers, he's working and taking more offensive fouls than anybody on the team to the point where it's actually scaring me. Like well, he, he got a concussion. Face. Yeah, I know. Taking a charge, and then he went and took a charge again Sunday night. Like, so I, I honestly think there's been a little bit of unfair. Yeah criticism okay. towards Trey Young because the, he's just six feet, one inch tall. Like, there's only so much someone of that size is going to be Listen, able to do. when you're putting up 30 and 13, I'm sorry, just be serviceable. He is on defense. Right. Why do we give up the crazy numbers against us? Yeah, it's, it's a really good question. I think a lot of it comes down to second chance points. Uh, that then We're not a good rebounding a, team. A rebounding issue. I, I don't think they're a Bad rebounding. Well, I'll tell you what. Under Mike Budenholzer, I remember the Hawks had some bad rebounding teams. Yeah. Uh, even you know the year after the sixty win season, they they had a bad rebounding team to the point where they had to go out and kind of remake their team around Dwight Howard just to get rebounds. Right. And they had Dwight for one year, and they were okay rebounding, but a lot of other things suffered. So I don't think the Hawks are necessarily like at, at that level, maybe of eight or nine years ago, as far as lack of rebounding is concerned. I think there are situational uh, rebounding moments. La yeah. yeah, lapses, lapses. Where, where you have scrambling rebounds that, that turn into second-chance points, and a lot of them are on kickouts. So we're eight games under five hundred, um, And the plan two years ago when you gave up three number ones is have an elite backcourt in Trey Young and DeJounte Murray build around them. Jalen Johnson certainly somebody to build around. Mm -hmm. Dondre Hunter, I mean, the the saga gets worse, right? Well, he could come back tonight, right? You know, and what will that provide us? A, 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 a serviceable yeah. starter, you yeah. know. I, well, like, at this point, can you even take Sadiq Bay out of the lineup? And I know, recent, like very recently, he was having trouble just making a three pointer. But after the game he had on Sunday, where he literally won you the game and had twenty six points, I don't know if you can take Sadiq Bay out of the lineup at it, this point. It feels like. Um, they're in a really tough spot yeah. because the evolution of Sadiq Bey isn't coming. He is who he is. Mm -hmm. The evolution of Dondre Hunter, of Clint Capella, um, of Akanga, Akongo. Akongo um, yeah. He's a guy you hope maybe would take a step or two, but yeah, he's I, you, but you it's can't not happening it. fast enough. No, I, I don't think. Totally right. You not know? happening fast enough. So then this notion that Trey and Dejounte were going to give you something special, it's really not. They're when they're on the court together. It's not really working. DeJounte's fine when Trey's out, it feels like. Mm -hmm. Trey doesn't need DeJounte to be special. And then you say, like, the plan really hasn't worked. He gave up three number ones 
and you're much worse than you were two years yeah. ago. I mean, there are even games where Trey and DeJounte will be special. Like, they'll combine for 60 points. Right. I, I feel like that's happened more but not, if you look more at, often than people realize. But the problem is when they do that, they don't get anything from their front court. Yeah. Like, they haven't put that game together yet where Trey and DeJounte are both special. And in addition to that, you have more secondary scoring coming from your front court or your bench. So do you believe he's getting moved in the next seven to ten days? DeJounte? Yeah. Man, I don't know. Because now you're seeing reports that Quinn Snyder is pushing to keep him. Right. Uh, I think Mark Stein had that yesterday. Here's the thing, like, Trey Young is not going to want to be a part of a rebuild. Okay, Trey Young's prime is right now. Absolutely. And and I'm, I'm going to say it again for people who aren't paying attention. Trey Young's passing right now is at an elite level such that we have never seen I totally agree. in Atlanta. Like you have to watch, and listen, I understand that people are obsessed with football and, and, and the Hawks aren't having a great year. Watch, watch Trey Young. Just watch him. Mm-hmm. I raise my hand as a mea culpa. Like, dude, th- this guy's passing game, it is not just alley-oop dunks to Capella. No. He gets everybody good looks. Yeah. Everybody. His 30 and 11, 30 and 14, 27 and 50. Like, these are crazy numbers from an elite passer. He led college basketball in assists. He certainly is as good as it gets in the NBA. And you are right. And maybe it's an offseason referendum. But Trey Young wants to play in meaningful games that he hasn't played in. In Well, I mean, he had the game in Boston last year where he hit the ridiculous shot. But, I mean, we're not on Christmas Day. He gets voted off the All-Star team. That's a great point. We're, we're yeah. just not – I mean, yeah. that's just not who Trey – And, by the way, that's why Trey is not an All-Star. I mean, everyone's like, well, you know, the players voted him sixth and the media voted him sixth, so he's not well-liked. And that's – no, he's not an All-Star because the Hawks are not – playing in premier games, and they're eight games under five hundred right, right now. Trey, I don't want to say he's being punished. There's no the chance Hawks, he's not on the rock, on this team. Oh, he's absolutely going to yeah. be in I the mean, All-Star he game, he but that's why he's not Dame starting. Lillard. Right, he should have been at Dame Lillard. Uh, he, uh, in my opinion, the fan vote should account for 100% <laughs> right. of the vote. The All-Star game is for the fans. Yeah, why are Give you, it to what the fans want. Or, uh, or why are you giving 25% to media and players? We're and, not that important. Or, or other players. <laughs> yeah, other players have biases. Well, because, well that's right, and, and players can actually screw around with that a little bit, too. Is AD so, and LeBron going tonight? You know, I was wondering about LeBron's second half of a back-to-back, and they're playing I don't, in Boston on Thursday. I don't think he's playing. Oh, but I mean, against the Hawks' defense? They, they get think, smoked last night in Houston. Yeah. Smoked. Yeah. And uh, would you agree maybe two more chances after this to ever watch LeBron live? I do agree with that. I, I think by 2026, he's probably out of the league. Unless... Bronny ends up on the same team, and maybe there's a nostalgia year tacked on. Real that, quick, well, Luca the other night, seventy three. Why did that happen? I mean, how does uh, how does he come in your building and put up seventy three? It, it happens. I mean, seventy three doesn't I mean, happen. Come on, but... Mike. Was there any resistance? Was there any doubling? Was there any knocking him down? There was doubling. Yeah. No, they didn't knock him down. Yeah, and, and I, it, that's. That is a thing that... I mean, he's uh, kind of humiliating you on your home court. Yeah. Uh, I'm with Charles Barkley sometimes. you got to knock a guy down. I know that's unsportsmanlike, and you'll get fined and everything, but I I think there's something to that. All right. Well, um, I think I learned something. I hope so. I don't know. We don't have a bench. Why isn't A.J. Griffin... Why can't he play at all? Great question. I I mean, he went from... Him and the tourney two years ago. Last year looked like signs. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah, and what right. about our rookie? What's his name? Buffkin? Buffkin. Big game in College Park last night. Had 43 points. So I think Jeez. there's – I think he's very it's promising. 43. I think he is a very promising prospect. All right. There he is, Mike Conti. Thanks, buddy. All right. Appreciate it. I get to talk NBA because Sandy's not here. You see that, Sandy? We're talking basketball. When we come back, uh, we're going to uh, belly up to the bar. A couple of things I want to get to that are worth listening. Rex Ryan – destroys an old friend of Georgia like nothing I've ever heard. Also, um, the Super Bowl conspiracy with Taylor Swift. And um, I got a coaching cast idea that has been floated out there that you will not believe. If ESPN does this, everybody in America will have a comment on whether it makes sense. Tell you what it is when we come back. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I'm going to recommend this. The Steakhouse. Yeah, Awesome. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Talk Radio in the great city of Atlanta, Georgia. My name is Steak. It's the Steakhouse. Thanks so much for being with us. The 9 o'clock hour was brought to you by our friends at Advanced Hair Restoration, One Day Treatment, Life-changing results, advancedhair.com. It may be too late for you. Or it may not be too late for you. I guess it's too late for me. I mean, I could just throw on, I don't know, a hairpiece. They can do plants, can't they? Can't they just kind of? Not for totally bald. No, they can't just. No, 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 dude. I mean. You can do the Steve Harvey, yeah. Just get you a. (laughs) What does he have? He used to have like a. I don't know what they called it, but apparently that was a, a piece. male wig. Yeah, it was like a piece. male piece. Yeah. No, Steve Harvey's got a smooth head. I was watching uh, Van Pelt last night, another guy with a good aerodynamic bald dome, and uh, what's his name who does the picks with him? The bad, the the bad beats. Um, Steve, Steve, right? Uh, sits next to him. So uh, his cousin Sal is that who it is? Whatever. Both of them bald. Both of them looking good. That's how it goes down. Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, 10 o'clock hours brought to you by uh, visit mancavestore.com. Man Cave uh, happening. You guys have uh, Super Bowl plans? Day Day, you know how you're going to do Super Bowl? Yes. Uh, originally was planning to, uh, we're actually going to, we're still considering hosting a little. Oh, really? Little shinding. Yeah. How's your TV setup? You got a good little setup? Oh, yeah. Them? Got a nice little setup in the basement. Very uh, wall, almost pretty well the wall that the tv is on it's almost wall size yeah. nice big 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 old tv and uh thinking about mounting one more because we have like a bar down there okay. as well so like maybe mount, mounting a smaller uh-huh. one so depending uh-huh. on where you're standing yep. you still get a good view and uh yeah. is that rude that when somebody invites me for the game and i go what's your setup i mean you uh bo is that okay or they, no, i think they should expect that question yeah i mean part of it is like they could be assuming i could be asking like is it going to be a lot of people talking or anything? What I'm really asking is, like, how nice is – are we really going to enjoy this whole thing? Listen, TVs are so affordable now, and, you know, everybody has their man cave mindset of, like, you know, get multiple TVs. Sports gambling is coming to Atlanta. I mean, they are going to pass that bill, in my estimation, and you will be able to get on your app and bet on sports um, in, in the state of Georgia in 2024, and that's just going to add – to the intrigue around having more TVs at your house and more games and everything else. By the way, it's Sanford Steve and Scott Van Pelt, two other ball dudes. 
they had uh, they were doing bad. That's such a great segment. That bad beats, dude. Did you see today's bad beat? The one that they kind of because you know normally it's kind of quick, but they did a longer one today. Uh, Wyoming comes back down. Saw you saw that Colorado State, yes, <laughs> and Wyoming. If you had the money line in Colorado State with a minute oh five left, yep. they're up by nine. So if you had Colorado State on the money line, you're giving up like four hundred. And Wyoming by a series of the most ridiculous stuff. Yeah, I watched that too, uh, Day Day. That was super entertaining. So um, we'll do something in three strikes, probably about the brands in town tonight. Where do you guys put the Laker brand in uniform and the Carolina Tar Heel uniforms? Because I think it's about as elite as it gets, particularly the North Carolina basketball brand, right? Now, again, it doesn't hurt that Michael Jordan went to your school, that Dean Smith was your coach, that Roy Williams was your coach, that James Worthy played there, and Phil Ford, and Walter Davis, and insert all the legends, right? Um, but that Carolina blue, like it's a color that's just vivid, right? Yeah. It, I mean, it's just when you think college bat, there was an era where you thought, when you thought about college basketball, you thought about the Carolina Blue. I mean, when they come out of a tunnel and it's Carolina, that's special, just like with Duke or Kansas or somebody else. And then the Lakers unis, which are great unis, LeBron and AD tonight in town. So kind of a fun sports night. I wish the two teams they're playing combined. What What's Tech? Two and seven in the league? Two and seven in the league. And, and the Hawks are eight games under five hundred. Eight. And I'm going to tell you, it's not like Mike Conti's trying to be, you know, a company guy. It's kind of hard to understand how we're, th- how we're this bad. I mean, it's just kind of hard to understand. It's not like you can't go out there in s- nights and be like, oh, we can match up with anybody. But that's not – you are who you are. Like, your record is who you are. And who you are is one of the worst teams in the NBA. And I just never see it coming, especially with Trey Young having the best season of his career in primetime peak form. So – it's frustrating for sure. The worst record against the point spread almost in NBA history. I think the Hawks are like 9-35 and 35 against them. Something insanely bad against the spread, um, if you guys pay attention to that. So I don't know how to make sense of it. Let's do a uh, belly up to the bar. What's everyone talking about? Yo, yo, what's the deal? We've got you covered. As we belly up. On the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You know, Todd Munkin is a premier play caller. He was given a ton of credit for Lamar Jackson's MVP season and everything he did to move him along and understand the talent that he was coaching. We all know at the University of Georgia, he was nothing short of spectacular with Stetson Bennett and helped us win two national titles. And Rex Ryan, who is a bit of a blowhard, but doing his job on television well, let's just say Mr. Munkin and Senor Ryan will not be dining at the, um, oh, I don't know, Waffle House when they come through Atlanta at the same time. Here's what he said about the play calling in the Ravens' AFC championship loss. It's the stupidest game plan I've ever seen. And you know what, Greg Roman, every single person needs to apologize to you because you got blamed for everything about what was wrong in Baltimore, and it wasn't you. Because this this new guy that we uh, have praised the hell out of. Todd Munkin. Yeah, Todd Munkin. By the way, with the new guy. You, you don't have guy. Tom Brady. Do you realize your quarterback is Lamar Jackson, not Tom Brady? What in the hell are you doing dropping back 
82% of the time. This is the team that led the NFL in rushing attempts. They had six whopping rushing attempts yeah. to, the, to the running backs because they ain't going to run the ball. What the hell are you doing? I think that's called pretty good television right there, Rex Ryan. It's hard to argue. I, what I could understand is why Lamar Jackson didn't have more run calls. Listen, you want him to take one step back, have the old lineman, you know, know where they want to block, do an inside quarterback draw, whatever it is, um, run the football with your running backs. Lamar Jackson just doesn't know how to set his feet either. Like, there's a reason that quarterback coaches talk about arm release and staging your feet a certain way. And I know he's so talented, he can flip the ball over the place, but it did not work, and he deserves all the heat. Do you think he hesitated himself, though, on using his legs? Because yes. that seemed to be... Yes, he didn't want to take off. I don't know what was going on. Not just because I had over 68 in rushing, which I did. I mean, he, literally, he was at 47, and I'm like, there's a 25-yard run coming. I mean, he knows you had a two-bow. Are you looking at it? Sure did. What, do you Did you notice every time he dropped back, he had no interest he in He had running. so many opportunities to run and just didn't do it. I, don't, I could not. He could have like, ran for a first down, but he just continued looking downfield for I, something to develop. He just take off. The week before, he was running through people. All right, let's move quick. Uh, Steve, who, who's this? Uh, late Night TV. Steve Colbert, Colbert. on The Late Colbert. Show. Here's the Taylor Swifties. Um, her favorite number is 13. Here's what he's saying. Of course, the Swifties have their own conspiracy theories because some of the Swifties out there pointed out some suspicious coincidences surrounding Taylor's favorite number, 13. Follow me down the number hole. This is Super Bowl 58, and 5 plus 8 is 13. If Taylor goes, it would be her 13th time attending a Chiefs game. The date of the Super Bowl is 2-11. 2 plus 11 is 13. If she flies to Vegas from Tokyo, the flight will be roughly 13 hours, and the Chiefs are playing the 49ers. Four plus nine is 13. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. What? All right, I got Anyone you. else have chills? This can only mean one thing. Whatever the Swifties say it means. I don't want them mad at me. I mean, I would imagine you could do that with a lot of numbers, but that was fun, if nothing else. A couple of other quick notes. Uh, tickets for Super Bowl 58, the highest of all time. Average ticket right now going for close to $9,000 with fees. That blows away any average ticket in history. And um, why are they so expensive? Because there's nobody who's saying, I don't want to be in Tampa. I don't want to be in Minnesota. I don't want to be in Detroit. I don't even want to be in New Orleans. I don't want to be in Vegas, says no one ever. So if you have a chance to go to the Super Bowl, all the hitters, all the corporate parties, just the accessibility of that city, it's the most uh, expensive ticket in Super Bowl. It's a nice matchup, but it's not like 49ers and Chiefs are the greatest matchup ever. It's a nice matchup. It's already 70% more than last year's um, Super Bowl that saw Kansas City win as well. When we come back, um, I'm going to ask the question, about a, a potential coach's cast that Rich Eisen and Peter King say might be brilliant. I'll mention it. Didn't have time for it here. We'll do it when we come back. Play some three strikes. It's uh, the Steakhouse Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 
Now, more of the Steakhouse. Make some damn noise. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Steak Shapiro and the crew making it happen on a Tuesday morning. By the way, uh, be the ninth caller. Tell me your favorite uniform in all the sports you want. A pair of tickets to see the Black Crows at the fabulous Fox Theater. This is Bruce Springsteen. He's not playing there. But that don't matter. We heard Black Crows before, and I blew it. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Steak, you're flawless on the air. You're such a great journalist. Journalist! Anyway, uh, January 26th at the Fox. Ninth caller, favorite uniform in sports. Uh, call us 404-726-0929. Big game of the night. Lakers only in town one time a year. And that indeed is tonight. LeBron and AD, they played last night. Rockets absolutely blew them out. Um, so we'll see tonight. Uh, Rockets, uh, sorry, the Lakers and the Hawks. I, I don't understand these point spreads. The Hawks are a five-point favorite. I mean, they were favored the other night by, who they beat? Toronto by seven. They didn't cover that game. Um they, they're, they're the worst record against the spread of any team in NBA history, 45 games in or whatever it is, how many games in we are. I mean, it's just it's, it's baffling to me um, how much respect they still get from the uh, NBA powers that be when they set these lines. But uh, we'll see. 11th in the East right now. We are 19 and 27, so that is 46 games into the season. I'll give you a number against the spread coming up. There is a uh, something thrown out there by Rich Eisen about the notion of Nick Saban and Bill Belichick coming together to do a coach's cast. Peter King also said this would be a fabulous idea. Now, listen, these guys are not playing the uh, Jimmy Kimmel comedy club that exists in Las Vegas anytime soon. They're not going to headline at the Fox Theater. Um like Heather McMahon, um, who's, uh, if you don't know who she was, she was in Athens. She, she's a super funny, uh, during the game day stuff, she's a super funny Atlanta comedian. You get my point. You don't look at these guys and say they have great charisma. But given the opportunity, uh, either one of them can be sarcastic and funny. Nick Saban on Pat McAfee was unbelievably good segment. Bill Belichick on game day really did well. They know everything there is about football. They're absolute scientists, masterminds, geniuses. Could you put a product together where those two guys could do a similar to Eli and Peyton, but for football purists? I don't know, man. It would be real interesting to watch. Is there something with Saban and Belichick? Both out, one voluntarily, one involuntarily, both in the mix. Uh, That's one of the questions we'll ask you on three strikes, which we just posted um, at Steak Shapiro on Twitter and uh, social media if you want to get aboard. And the questions we're asking, there are uh, three of them, as there always are. The most wonderful uniform in sports, yay or nay on a Belichick-Saban coaching cast, and how many push-ups can you do without stopping? How many push-ups can you How many push-ups can you do without stopping? So most wonderful uniform in sports, Yay or nay in a Belichick-Saban coaching cast, and how many push-ups can you do without stopping? 
404-726-0929. I do want to mention another tweet I put out there that's getting a big reaction and maybe hear from the group here for a second. I said, Raheem Morris of the Falcons will not be holding a sheet of paper in front of his face during the game looking at plays. He will be coaching both sides of the ball and motivating his players like he has done his entire career. Two sides of it. I thought Arthur Smith, there was way too much going on for him that whatever, like all he could focus on was trying to get to the next play. He wasn't very fast about it. He seemed like he was obsessed with putting his face in that, you know, laminated sheet of paper and trying to call plays. And again, stuff going on around him. Defense needs a kick in the ass. What's going on on the offensive side of the ball? How do I talk to my team? How do I be more engaged and not just be obsessed with calling plays? Now, great responses. See Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan. What's wrong with having a, a, a play sheet in front of you? I'd argue those guys are just better at it. There's something about your, your more often than not, the coach that's calling plays, that's the head coach, I think you get overwhelmed, and I think you lose sight of everything else happening around you. And I just hated the look of Arthur Smith that just seemed to be a little bit, I don't know, overwhelmed maybe a lot, but it just seemed to be in over his head at times or just not able to understand everything else going on because he was so focused on trying to get the next play. And we were still late getting plays, and we still blew stuff at the end of the half. So I want Raheem, who coached the wide receivers on the offensive side for our Super Bowl run, who was the defensive coordinator for the Rams and did a fabulous job, who has coached all these different positions. I want him free to do that. And that's what I'm excited about, among a lot of things, about Raheem Morris. 404-726-0929. So what's your take? I'm very upset. It's time for you to sound off with three strikes. Bring it to Gone. On the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Don't ask me why I came up with a push-up question. I just figured it was a dude question to ask. Also something, um, you know, that's like, what can you bench press? Or, or, you know, that's a fitness type thing. Get down. Get down and give me 20. Could you give me 30, 40, 50, right? So let's find out what you have. And, um... I think I got a pretty good number these days. I do it every morning, but I'm not going to be that guy and be like, oh, yeah, dude, I'm hammering this much out. I've got a nice number. I'm curious what everybody else's numbers. Or maybe you can do 10. Maybe tomorrow try to do 11, right? Something to work on. Jermaine and Roswell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Uh, Jermaine, what's the most wonderful uniform in sports? The Lakers. Oh, that, 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 um, that yellow and purple back in yeah, the day. That's a good look. Good look. Uh, would you be up for a Belichick saving coaching cast? Uh, why not? Yeah. All right. Not exactly a rousing uh, <laughs> approval rating. How many push-ups can you do right now without stopping? Honestly, about 15. All right. Good number. Thank you. Jay and Marietta, sure. what's, what's the most wonderful uniform in sports? Okay. What's I got that one. What's the most wonderful uniform in sports? Jay, are you ready to go, buddy? I got two hours. Two hours we've been flawless. Or almost. Or better than average. And then that happens. 404-726-0929. That's...
best uniform in sports. It hurts me to say it. There's something about the Yankees. Classic pinstripes. Really good. The Braves throwback bow. Is that what it is? The, uh, what do they call them? The Royal Blue? The, the, the City. Is that the one? The City, City Unis. Sorry, yeah. no throwback. Yeah. The City Unis, right? Boston Celtics, pretty good. Duke, pretty good. Notre Dame, eh. USC, okay. Right? USC is pretty cool. How about the Chicago Bulls black uniforms? Badass when it's Michael Jordan. Not so much this rendition of them. They come out in black and you go, oh, you're going to lose by 20 and you're black tonight. It's kind of like when Georgia went to the black unis against Bama. Uh, they had a total blackout. They wore the black unis. And Alabama and Saving came and just absolutely throttled them. And it was like, okay, we tried with the black. Not so much. Let's think again. Uh, by the way, we got our winner for our uh, tickets to the Black Crows. That is Skylar Pinder. Skylar, favorite uniform, the old Houston Oilers. Great call. Great call. Love you, Blue. Andy and Randy coming up. Sports Radio 92.9.